0: I need a volunteer. All right, Gracie, you're on. You're the first hand up. You didn't even know what you're volunteering for, but you're volunteering to be made fun of. Okay, so. Oh no, I think this was on. All right, uh, some of you don't know, but Gracie's decided to take up golf. <coughs> And she's been watching a lot of YouTube video and reading up on it and practicing in secret. She finally got up enough courage uh, the last couple of days, one of the warmer days, and went out on the course with a couple of friends to play her first round. So she teed up her ball and got her club out, her driver, and looked like, looked like a world class golfer. She took a swing and completely missed the ball. So she lined up again and swung and completely missed the ball again. And as she was lining up to take a third try at it, there was a family of ants on the ground right next to the tee and the ball. And Daddy Ant said to his family, You know, I think if we're going to survive, we better get on the ball. That's what they told me, Gracie. I wasn't there, so I don't know for sure, but that's what they said. They said. We better get on the ball if we're going to make it. 2020 vision. This is part one of 2020 vision. seems like an apt thing to do. 2020 vision. We're going to begin in Genesis chapter 3, verse 8. Genesis 3, verse 8. And they, they, they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God. Among the trees of the garden. And then the Lord God called to the man and said to him. Where are you? Luke chapter one. And I had to put my Bible back together. To. uh, Read this one. I didn't intentionally pull this out because I didn't like it. It just kind of, old age, you know how that goes. Some of us are falling apart or getting better or turning brown around the edges. Luke 1, <coughs> And I haven't forgotten that we're past Christmas, so we're not supposed to be even thinking about it anymore, right? It's like, it's, that's, maybe this is early Christmas for next December. Now, the time had come for Elizabeth to give birth and she brought forth a son. And her neighbors and her relatives heard that the Lord had displayed his great mercy toward her and they were rejoicing with her. And it came about that on the eighth day they came to circumcise the child and they were going to call him Zacharias after his father. And his mother answered and said, no, indeed, he shall be called John. Not John Makinson. And they said to her, there is no one among your relatives who is called by that name. And they made signs to his father as to what he wanted him called. And he asked for a tablet and wrote as follows. His name is John. And they were all astonished. And at once his mouth was opened and his tongue loosed, and he began to speak in praise of God. And fear came on all those living around them, and all these matters were being talked about in all the hill country of Judea. And all who heard them kept them in mind, saying, What then will this child turn out to be? For the hand of the Lord was certainly with him. In verse 80. And the child continued to grow and to become strong in spirit. And he lived in the deserts until the day of his public appearance to Israel. 2020 vision. Part one. Where are you? Where are you? Adam thought. He'd play a little game of hide and seek. Now, if Adam, like dirt, cannot hide from intensified tide. How is he going to hide from God Almighty? And why was he hiding? Fear. Now, sometimes when I get a chance to share with you guys here. Uh, I will call Becky or John or email them during the week and say, could we sing such and such a song or is this possible? Do you know this? And usually they are very accommodating and if possible, do it. But I promise you that today I did not do that. Didn't this week. There's no communication whatsoever. So as I share this, I want you to think a little bit about the songs that we've sung, because God is trying to say something to us. Adam and Eve had made a mistake. They had listened to Satan's lying voice and yielded to temptation. They had disobeyed the one and only restriction in this vast garden of paradise. It's like someone wearing a coat with 50 pockets and telling me, you can look in and explore these 49, but you cannot, do not dare, look in this one. And as soon as I hear that, that's the only one I want to put my finger in. What are you hiding in there? Huh? I'm not even interested in the others. I want to know what's hidden in there. Disobedience brings fear. Fear makes you hide. Hide from people. Hide or try to hide from God. Hide from what you were created to be. So God comes walking. Walking. Sounds like Jesus Christ to me. And he's looking for Adam. He's looking for fellowship. He's looking for relationship. God is seeking his greatest creation. His masterpiece. Man. Adam. Ayekba," In Hebrew. Where are you? So, God is confused, right? God is unsure. God, there's something He doesn't know. He can't find Adam, right? He knows when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. All of us live before an audience of one Only one that really matters. Do I need to convince you this morning that God knew exactly where Adam was? The question is, did Adam know where he was? Whether it was a scrubby jack pine or a giant sequoia is not the issue this morning. The question applies to each and every one of us, here and around the world, to every human on earth. Where are you? Where are you? Adam embodies the mystery of all human life. From the beginning, it was God and Adam made in God's own image. When God speaks to Adam, He speaks to you, and He speaks to me. Adam, this is not a game. Adam, do you know where you stand in this world? Adam, where is your place in history? Adam, what have you done with your life? Adam, what are you doing with your life? Adam, what will you do with your life? Adam, have you thought about tomorrow? Adam, where are you? It's the first question asked, and perhaps the greatest Question that could ever be asked. It's the question all of us need to answer. Where am I? Where am I on this first Sunday of the year we call 2020? Am I the husband, the wife that I am meant to be? Am I the son, the daughter that I am called to be? Am I the brother, the sister that I could be, should be? Am I living in the abundant life Jesus has provided? Am I walking in holiness and faithfulness with my Father? Am I using and operating the gifts and talents He's given me? Or am I trying to hide behind some tree where I've taken my gifts with me? Today, this morning, Jesus is walking. He's walking in the warmth of this room. And He is calling our names. He's seeking us. Seeking us. He wants us to see clearly. He wants us to go from 22 million vision to 2020 vision. He wants us to know that he created each of us uniquely. From my mother's womb I came. He knew me then. He hasn't changed. He loves us. We can live in fear and disobedience no more. We can be free. But each of us must answer the question, where am I? I can be the husband, the wife He intends. I can be the son, the daughter He called me to be. I can be the brother, the sister I should be and could be. I can live and enjoy the abundant life Jesus has provided. I can walk in holiness And faithfulness. I can rediscover the gifts and talents that the Holy Spirit has given me. I don't have to slink from tree to tree. There are two plans for your life. One is God's plan. Jesus said, I have come to bring you life. And that more abundantly. His plan includes eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. His plan rescues us from the wages of sin and death. His plan gives us freedom, hope, blessing, righteousness, joy. The kingdom of God. Then there is the plan of Satan. The thief. The thief tries to steal, kill, and destroy. He would kill us if he could. He's tried to kill me at least twice that I'm fully aware of. And he has killed many. And if he can't kill you before you're born again, or even after, he'll try to destroy. Like that Havoc guy on the insurance commercials? Break this, crush that, tear this, crash that. And by the way, he is continually trying to break into my life and steal. Steal my hope. Steal my joy. Steal my confidence in God. Steal my peace. To make me go behind the tree, the tree of fear, the tree of apathy, the tree of despair. But we can resist him. He must flee. So where are we today? So the time came for Elizabeth to give birth. And she brought forth a son. They should have given him a family name. But Elizabeth and Zacharias decided to obey the instructions of Gabriel, the angel of the Lord, given in Luke 1.13, and name him John. Now, when Gabriel first appeared to Zacharias, he, like so many of us, had a little difficulty believing Believing that it was really an angel. Believing that it was really a message from the Lord. Believing that his elderly wife could really conceive. Believing that he should break with Jewish tradition and give the baby a different name. So Gabriel told Zacharias that because you doubt, you won't be able to speak. Until the baby's born. Now, that wouldn't bother me so much. But some of you. Ladies. Men. And so it was. God closed Zacharias' mouth, but he opened Elizabeth's womb. And as soon as Zacharias took the tablet and wrote, his name shall be John, his speech was restored. And what was the first thing out of his mouth? Praise to the living God. And what will this child turn out to be? Like many of you, most of you, I was born in... Relative obscurity, it wasn't a manger in a stable, but it was a hospital bed in North Wilkesboro, North Carolina. My two parents both came from farming backgrounds, <clears throat> struggling after two miscarriages to have a child, struggling to make ends meet. North Wilkesboro, North Carolina is not Atlanta, Georgia, it's not New York. Not even Waynesville. My parents, both with dark brown hair, had a bright red-headed boy. I won't tell you what my daddy said when he first saw me. But it was disbelief. Life then was good. They took me to Mount Airy, North Carolina, when I was two weeks old. For my dad's work, life was good. I have good memories. When I was ten years old, we moved back to Wilkesboro. And that's when things began to fall apart. That's when my dad decided to hide behind the trees. Drinking, adultery, abuse, fighting, separation, these were the cards I was dealt. I had no choice. I can remember my father saying to me one evening with a fifth of whiskey in one hand and a Marlboro in the other. Boy, don't do as I do. Do as I say. Now, on the surface, that might sound like good advice. But I knew then that it was error. Error. Our words and our deeds should match. So my own journey took me through drinking drugs, the pleasures of this world. I was nearly killed when I was five years old, when I fell into three feet of water from 120 feet. I believe Satan pushed me. I was nearly killed when I was 12, when a bullet was fired inside our house that missed my head by about six inches. When my dad was in a drunken rage. I think Satan was trying to kill me. These are not experiences unique to me, probably. But God sustained me.
1: What shall become of
0: him? For my teenage years, it looked like destruction. When I went to my 20-year high school reunion, a classmate said to me that he could not believe I was pastoring. He said, I thought for sure you'd be in prison or dead. He meant it because he knew what 20 years earlier had looked like. I wanted to be a ball player, a professional baseball player. I wanted to be a fireman, a cowboy. I didn't know what the future held, but I wanted a good life like everybody else. I never dreamed, however, of marriage, fatherhood, the 62 different paying jobs I've held in my life. Well, some of them only lasted a day or so, but... You know, they did pay me. But I'm not a professional baseball player. Well, obviously, I never was. Rumor to the contrary. I never became a cowboy or a fireman. Few of us really live out our childhood fantasies. And perhaps some of us, if given the choice, would even now choose. Another occupation, another place, but I have no regrets. The entire direction of my life turned on September 29, 1973, when, five days after my 21st birthday, I met the Master in Apartment 7, Carolina Village, Cullowhee, North Carolina. 10 o'clock p.m. at night, all by myself. And the child continued to grow and become strong in spirit. And he lived in the deserts. That was, in many respects, an inauspicious beginning. There was no sense of history in the making. I had no idea that I would meet a wonderful woman be married 44 years have four children 12 grandchildren beware and who I am today whatever that might be it has been and is abundant colway is not atlanta franklin is not new york Here in these mountains, tucked away, kind of like, a little bit of a stretch, kind of like a desert. A desert is a place of isolation, away from the mainstream, unnoticed. And if you don't let that bother you, you can use it to your advantage. There's good things about the desert. There's no tornadoes, there's no poison ivy, there's no alligators. And he lived in the deserts and he continued to grow and become strong in spirit here in these mountains. In most ways, like many of you, I've been protected, hidden from controversies. Many rocket from sawdust to stardust, converted today on the 700 Club tomorrow. Many have also become ruined along the way, taking many with them. But I thank God for the anonymity, the sawdust, for the desert, for these mountains. It's like Old Spice no fancy bottles no fancy perfumes or was that aquavelva yeah i think it's aquavelva our house it's old spice though so it's a tradition you can find out about it later if you'd like no grandiose plans no glowing personalities i'm here with you people Brothers and sisters like me. People I know. In my 2020 vision, I see a family. Stable. Sensible. Faithful. I see godly people. Godly wives. Godly husbands. Loving children. I see people I can trust. People who care. People who have compassion. People with a heart after our living God. And as Ruth said, do not urge me to leave you or turn back from you. For where you go and where you lodge, I will go and I will lodge. Your people will be my people. Your God, my God. Where you die, I will die. There, I will be buried. What shall become of him? Some fifty years ago, a couple moved to a large house on Wyibald. It too, was an auspicious beginning. No sense of history in the making. No one looked down the road and saw a ministry that would touch countless lives in Macon County, Western North Carolina, and around the world. What then will this child turn out to be? And the child continued to grow, become strong in spirit. And here we are today, birthed out of that. January 5, 2020. The final chapters of this child have yet to be written. But as we turn the page to tomorrow and this year, let's remember this. Just as John grew into the Baptist, he did so because the hand of the Lord was certainly with him. Franklin Covenant Church, where are we? Individual members, where are we? If we want 2020 vision in this year, then let us walk in every word of our living God. And what has God said? The doors are open. What has God said? The gates have swung wide. What has God said? Barriers have been toppled. What has God said? Apathy has been banished. It's a new day. It's a new chapter. See it. See it. See it in the Spirit. Write it on a tablet. Proclaim it. This is our 2020 vision. Walk in it. Live it. Embrace it. Embrace Him. What shall become of Him? The answer to that lies in the question, where are you? And if we do, if we can answer that question honestly, Then we can echo the words of David in Psalm 16. The Lord is the portion of my inheritance. He is my cup. He supports my lot. The lines have fallen to me in pleasant places. Yes, my heritage is beautiful to me. What matters is today and tomorrow to come out from behind the tree because the Lord is seeking us. And he wants to embrace us and love us like never before. Like never before. For he created us in his own image. What a beautiful thought. What a beautiful thing. I didn't rise up from from some amoeba in a scum pit on the side of an ocean somewhere. No. God created you. He created you. His masterpiece. Mankind. Thou art worthy. Thou art worthy. Thou art worthy, O Lord. To receive glory, glory and honor, glory and honor and power. For Thou hast created, hast all things created. Thou hast created all things. And for Thy pleasure, we are created. Thou art worthy, O Lord. Would you stand with me? Let's proclaim this as we pray. Father God, we recognize today that in many ways I still want to slink behind the tree and hide. Even when I know that you're seeking me in all your fullness because you love me because I am your child, because I can be free from fear, even still, I slink. Father, heal me of that. I confess my iniquities and my sins and my difficulties, Lord. And I thank you for the grace of Jesus Christ and your mercy today. For the longing in your heart, Lord God, to love me. To love me. To set me free. For the longing in your heart for me, your son, your daughter, to be all that you want me to be in Jesus. What a glorious thought, Father. That that freedom, that that life can begin now, now, and continue for the rest of my days. While it yet is to be determined, all that I will become, I thank you for where you've brought me from and where you're taking me. And I bless you for today. And I love you for who you are. Thank you for continuing to seek me, to seek me, your child. Thank you, Father God. I thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.